Keep it locked right here. You are listening to MTMB Sports. And now, the time fight fans all across the globe have been waiting for. It's the MTMV main card with your man, The Voice, and my mano y mano, the one standing on the other side of the, the, the referee, none other than Will T. We don't know if it's going to be chill, Will, in your feels, Will, but we know. Uh, what, what's going uh, on? Well, I'm, I'm not in my feels because the Golden State Warriors did what they did against your Boston Celtics and I called it, but you know I'm I'm chilling today. Okay. But of course I'm here with Fair the enough. man. <laughs> I'm here with the man, the myth, the legend, and the 2022 Spin Awards nominee for Voice of the Year. I mean, come on now, his name is the Voice. Let's just go ahead and get this to him. The Voice, good sir. How you feeling, man? I, I, I'm honored and humbled every time I. Um, hear about it. it's just like look you know little old me for real so i i'm i'm honored i can't wait to get the information about uh voting because we'll definitely get that out to our listening audience uh so that you all can uh put your man over and uh, i can be more than a nominee i can take home the, the prize most definitely the the legend needs that man this is this championship material here i'm honored to be sitting next to you sir we got some some great things to to talk about today um and i know you're more excited to talk about that than your boston Celtics. so let's just go ahead and get into it Fair so Fair first enough. up uh let's let's talk about one champion to another uh floyd mayweather jr um will actually be fighting again uh in japan uh in another uh exhibition this time is going to be against mma fighter uh mikuru asakara um promoters on tuesday said that the bout is actually scheduled for september the rules and the length of the bout have not yet been made public uh, but as soon as they will, it's going to be a major announcement. Boys, how do you feel about Mayweather continuing with these exhibitions? Um, and what should we look forward to in this bout? I feel it's interesting. So I feel like he's fighting more now than he did when he was fighting professionally now it may just be that because it is an exhibition and he doesn't have to put as much wear and tear on his body as he did before that he's fighting all these fights but yeah that that just like blows my mind you know i i can't remember a year where floyd has fought what is this if i'm not mistaken the um the Jake Paul fight, or not Jake Paul, the uh, Logan Paul fight. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was at the beginning of the year. If it I wasn't the, it was la- I thought it was late last year. If I'm not yeah, sure. I was gonna say it, 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 it had to be, you know, maybe I want to say December ish time mm-hmm. frame. But even if it was in September of last year, it'll be approximately three fights in a year's span. That just really doesn't happen with Florida. It's it wasn't happening, um, hadn't happened in, in quite some time. Hadn't happened in the money era, that's for sure. Uh, pretty boy, that, that might have happened, but money, no. Um, I think that it is a legalized bank robbery. He's fought for Risen before. Uh, that is the uh, organization that he had his first uh, exhibition fight with. Uh, fighting attention Nasakawa on uh, on or around New Year's Day because uh, Risen uh, they hold a, a New Year's card uh, the same person who owns them own Pride Fighting Championship and that was one of their um, their tempole events was a New Year's card so he kept that going with, uh, with Ryzen so I thought it was going to be in December, but you know, say in September, maybe he's gonna come back in December and and uh and rob him again. I don't know, but the only other thing I can think of is with all these fights 
and with the talk about him and his taxes and not paying folks that maybe he needs the money or maybe it's just so easy that it doesn't make sense not to do it because it's a it's an easy payday i i don't know it's it's puzzling to me uh, i'm not going to watch it uh, just like i didn't watch the last one uh, because i did get the one with him and uh logan paul and after that i was like no uh-uh no more. Yeah, he, he carried that. I don't care what anybody says. He carried that fight. He knocked that man out by accident, <laughs> lifted him back up, and helped him finish that fight. I I don't understand it, but I mean, if Floyd's gonna make his money, you know, if you if you got a chance to make your money in ten minutes doing something that you love and you're you're literally the best at it, why not? I mean, on the flip side, we can also talk about the fact that he just recently went into the Hall of Fame and. Um, yes, that was yes, a great indeed. moment. Also, I, I would with Floyd, I would rather talk about those moments than this because I can't I can't hate on him for making his money. It's an exhibition, and people gonna want to come fight, come come see me fight for 10 minutes for somebody they know I can knock out in two seconds. Why not? But I do, you know, I do get it. At some point you want to see him be able to relax. I, I don't think Floyd's struggling. I just think, you know, I just think he's bored. Very well could be. Uh, I mean, he's got a lot of stuff going on. So to be bored with all the stuff going on, I, I think it's still just a competitor in him. He wants to do it. And if you can be, get paid millions of dollars to work out and stay in shape, why not? Mm-hmm. Now, I have a question for you, though. With all, all right. of this stuff going on, who would you like to see him fight in an exhibition? Um, Because I know it wouldn't be an ex- exhibition. Because I feel like there's some uh, animosity there. I would love to see him in Tank and Ring. Mm. I mean, get those feelings out. You know what I'm saying? Show us what it is. You know, it, it could be a whole Mufasa versus Simba thing. Even though we know we know Simba killed Mufasa, I'm not arguing with nobody about that. Well, you, you, you mean Scar? Um, no, no, I, I mean Simba. I've I've got to. Simba my didn't thought kill process, Mufasa. Simba killed Mufasa. Oh, you mean he got Mufasa killed? No, he killed Mufasa, and then Good Buddy was out here singing Akuna Matata with Drifters and ran off. You not gonna get me to go against that. Scar <laughs> is the one. Scar did not kill and put it on Scar, top of his to make the man drop and die. Scar was the middleman, boys. Scar was the middleman. Simba was the mastermind. Okay. Simba okay. got in trouble. He ran off to go sing, I just can't wait to be king, which means you can't wait for your daddy to be dead. All right. Then he set it up. He knew he shouldn't have been there. He set it up. He didn't go tell the pride what happened. My man ran off with drifters and, and was and, and, and was smoking uh roaches and everything. You can watch <laughs> you can watch the movie yourself. I ain't enough for debate. But I would love to see. Mayweather and Tank in the ring. I think it would be great just to see, you know, where Tank truly is uh, against literally his mentor. Um, I would worry though that it could destroy Floyd's legacy if Tank were to knock him out in the exhibition. But I think it would be a great fight. Yeah, um, I don't think Floyd would allow himself to get caught with anything to get knocked out. Mm-hmm. Especially with it being an exhibition, you you can't lose. You're just in there, you know, fighting. You can't win per se. You can't lose. So he, I, he wouldn't take those chances if that happened. Um, who I would like to see for the same reasons, but um, it in this case things would be a, a, a bit different. I'd like to see him fight De La Hoya. Run that back Ooh. as an exhibition because that's not going to be an exhibition. De La Hoya is going to take that seriously and Floyd is going to take that seriously I don't see any credibility in Oscar De La Hoya anymore I don't he either don't. but it, but he, he'll take it seriously and Floyd will too and we'll get a fight <laughs> so you want to so you basically want to see an entire exhibition of Floyd taunting De La Hoya in the ring for what maybe six rounds until he just decides to, to knock him out Yep, because we'll have we will have a, a legitimate fight in an exhibition, and that's what you I want to see. You just want to see violence. That's, I don't want to see violence. I want to see. I want to see, see martial skill being employed, and you don't see that really. Or I can't say that because he destroyed 
uh, pulled down more. He knocked him down multiple times. And this dude was your sparring partner. And exactly. you, you out here clowning him like this. He's still an active fighter. So he how you think in a while. But, so how you think he gonna treat Devil Hoya? That that's that's gonna be a bully. It's it's like that that scene from uh from Rocky. He's like, throw in the towel. <laughs> that's what it's gonna be the entire fight. And you just want to see Devil Hoya get in the ring and get bullied. That's essentially what it is. Because that's what's see gonna Floyd happen. Fight a real fight, and I know De La Hoya will make him fight a real fight. I got a real fighter for you. Okay. He can fight uh, Edgar uh, Berlanga because Edgar, <laughs> Edgar's in the Edgar's in the ring biting biting people. <laughs> so let's let's go into this one. So okay. last Saturday, Edgar Berlanga defeated uh, Alexis Anguillo by unanimous unanimous decision um, in a super middleweight bout on Saturday night. This was at Madison Square Garden at uh, Hulu uh, the Hulu Theater. Mm-hmm. So after the fight. Berlanga admitted to biting Angula in the victory. So, voice, <laughs> what do you think of this? And is is he attempting to to channel the great Iron Mike with these antics? Well, see, before the fight started, he said, "You know, I want to be like the Puerto Rican Mike Tyson." And I mean, he started off like the Puerto Rican Mike Tyson, knocking everybody out. But as we talked about on the main card, as the level of opposition has gone up. The knockouts have stopped. They haven't even gone down. They've stopped, which that happens as you fight uh, more game fighters, as you fight people with more skills, as you fight people who this is a true profession for them as it is for you. It gets harder to do those things. Mm-hmm. However, like I said, he hadn't stopped anybody. He hadn't even looked close to stopping anybody um, outside of biting dude in the neck I mean yeah I guess he was trying to stop it that way by DQ it, and he, he was frustrated but I get frustrated you get frustrated everyone in the world gets frustrated we don't bite people no. so yeah that that was uh, that was tasteless I, I might kick somebody in the shin but I'm not gonna bite them hey I might do the same thing you know I, I, I ain't you know d- depends on what's going on so I, I feel you but uh, yeah, but I'm not gonna bite somebody. Just just run off and put my mouth on somebody. Literally, <laughs> it, it's a bad look, and it was really bad for him because now this is going to follow him. Isn't the rest of his life? Forget his career. The rest of his life. Every time you know he when he's old, sitting at the ring like you know all the former champions. Like hey, you know there, there's um, there's Edgar Berlanga. Uh, he fought uh, Angulo. Uh, back in 2022 and and bit him in the ring it's gonna when he dies like man hey yeah yeah you bit somebody (laughs) (laughs) well that's that's what i was gonna ask i mean with him building up all that momentum i mean does it is this gonna affect like a lot of possibilities for like even better fights for him moving forward because i don't think anybody's gonna want to get in the ring with him and he's doing that unless they just want to brutalize him if that's possible people still want to fight him um, that it's not going to take away from that perspective, but it has definitely tarnished his image greatly. Um, and I don't know if it, I mean, outside of him going on a tear and knocking people out again, there's not really much that can be done to, uh, to, to, to do that. I mean, Fat Joe said that he looked the best that he, uh, he's ever looked and, you know, he's known him, you know, all his life, watched him fight. You know, was there? I want to say he walked him out to the uh, to the ring. I, I forget. I know he was big presence uh, during the fight, but yeah, it's uh, it, it's definitely something that's going to uh, follow him the rest of his life, and that's not good. Wow, it's wild time. Well, I mean, I'm looking forward to see what happens to him. He's he's built up such great momentum, and, and I figured coming into this fight, you know, fighting uh, was Puerto Rican Day Parade weekend. I was like, this is this is the 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 upstart for him making that next level. So it'll be interesting to see how that happens. Um, so moving forward, so last Saturday night at the Honda Center in Anaheim, California, Jamie Munguia. Jaime Munguia, who, yes. Nailed it. Oh, it's Jaime. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm killing myself here. <laughs> so uh, he actually stopped Jimmy Kilrain Kelly in the fifth round of a scheduled 12-round fight, which was which was actually at a, a catch weight of 165 pounds. Um, so, Voice, at now 40-0, and 0, is he ready for a title fight? 
at you, you said 40 and 0, 40 and 0. He is 40 and 0 with 32 knockouts. He is 10 fights past title. Well, let me step back. I believe he did hold a title at 154, and he's now moving up to 160. So, uh, with that being said, yes, yes, he's definitely uh, ready for a title fight, uh, especially if my memory serves me correctly. And he was a former uh, titleist, I'll say, and I won't say champion, but former titleist. He was. He was a, a former WBO uh, junior middleweight champion. Yeah, that, that's what I thought. Um, so with that being said yes he should be up to fighting um as a matter of fact generally with the wbo you can move up in weight and immediately challenge for the title like i would have loved to see that happen and it still could happen uh you know him fighting demetrius andra although we have to see what happens with uh janabek because janabek is the mandatory and Janabek may be I don't know if he'd be the bigger draw over Mugia because Mugia's going to bring the Mexican crowd so they may pay Janabek some step aside money to do that but I would love to see him really test himself against uh, top level uh, challengers or I should say top, top level talent because even at 154 he was still just kind of fighting the mandatories. It, it wasn't a, a situation where he was fighting the Charlos. He was fighting uh, um, uh, the, the, the other, the Harrisons and, and the people like that at 154. You know, you, you didn't hear about him fighting anyone of that nature. So uh, I would like to see him. I would like to see him. Is there anybody in particular that you, that you would want to see him fight? Or or you just kind of just want to see him just fully just test himself against anyone? I like to see him against anyone right now. Um, again, Andre makes sense because they both fight on the zone's platform, so that could get made fairly easily. Uh, and he's been clamoring for a fight, uh, uh, Boo Boo has. So that one makes sense. But just yeah, anybody fight somebody. <laughs> I mean, at one sixty, you don't really have. You got Charlo. Um, yeah, that's about it. You got Charlo and you got Andre. I think they're they've got pretty much between both of them. They got all the belts, you know. But even if you want to fight some of of their uh, castoffs, like I forget where uh, Arislandi Lara fights, he may fight at one uh, sixty as well. That would be a good fight. Um, but yeah, just s- somebody. Somebody that we that we know of, uh, and, and somebody on the island of relevancy. Yes, <laughs> I like that. That's a that's a WWE turn. Shout out to Roman Reigns, man. That's a monster. Um, so I mean, I I, I think it'll be good. I I, I mean, at forty and zero though, I'm kind of like you've knocked out thirty two people. At some point, it's like okay, well, maybe this is just a little bit too easy for me here. Let me go and like challenge myself. But of course, you, you don't want to put him in a position where he goes and he bites off more than he can chew because then if he takes a, a major <laughs> loss, people are going to negate the fact that he's knocked out 32 other fighters, which can never be easy. So um, I definitely want to see him, you know, if, uh, fight a great fight. I mean, that fifth round stoppage was magical in itself. Um, Kill Rain was. Uh, 20, 26 and three, so he wasn't any kind of slouch, but um, I definitely agree with that. You know, let let me let me take a step back. I'm looking at um, at his resume, and he's fought some people. I mean, he he beat Gabe Rosado. That really kind of uh, lifted his profile. He beat Camille Sersmet. You know, he, uh, Toriano Johnson, um, in the, Gary O'Sullivan. Uh, Takashi Inouye, so Inouye's uh, brother. He beat Liam Smith. So I I can't say that he hasn't fought anybody. He just hasn't fought anybody in a while. And and I would like to see, especially, you know, since he's like really been champion. Because all the stuff uh, with with the titles even, um, once he, with with the exception of the fight against Patrick uh, Alotay, 
which was back in 2019. That was for uh, the WBO Super Welterweight title. Everything else has been all these regional belts, intercontinental uh, titles and stuff, which is part of the reason why um, why the, the competition has been as it has been. But yeah, I, I would like to see him now fight some of the 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 top tier talent. Yes. Okay. Well, we'll definitely see what happens. Um, this, it, it, I mean, it, it, it always presents a great opportunity, but it, it can't be any better than what we're getting ready to get into now. June 11th, we talked about this on the main card at the Singapore Indoor Stadium. UFC 275. Mm. We, saw, um, we saw two major championship bouts. Voice. Was UFC 275 the greatest pay-per-view in MMA history? I don't I can't say MMA history because I wasn't really I wasn't up on Pride when they had their heyday and when they were just like killing it. So I can't say the greatest one ever, but it's the greatest one that I've watched. Definitely the greatest one that I've watched. You know, and I, I was kind of looking back through some different cards and then thinking about this. Um, before this, you had uh, both of the Madison Square Garden cards that were phenomenal. Uh, UFC 205, the foray into New York and into Madison Square Garden, headlined by Conor McGregor uh, taking the title from Eddie Alvarez. And you had a fight of, you had the fight of the year uh, between Tyron Woodley and Wonderboy Thompson, that was a draw. Tyron won, but it is what it is. And then uh, the you also had uh, Joanna Yunzelaychik doing her thing on. I mean, it was a great, great card. Then you go to the next card um, in at MSG, and the title changed hands three times. You had Rose beating. Uh, um, um, beating Joanna and uh, Rose knocked out. This is the whole one where uh, Rose was saying the Lord's Prayer because Joanna was trying to punk her and uh, Rose comes in and knocks her out. Then you have uh, Dillashaw knocking out uh, uh, Cody Garbrandt in a grudge match. And then you have uh, GSP choking out after dropping um, uh, Michael Bisping. So that card was phenomenal. Can't forget about UFC 100. That will always go down in history as being one of the greatest cards that's uh, ever happened. UFC 200 was really, really good as well. But man, every single fight on the main card ended in in a stoppage, with the exception of one, which you heard me say, I don't believe Tyler Santos has a, a, a snowball's chance but she had more than a snowball's chance. Yeah. Um, she, as a matter of fact, she, it wasn't a snowball; it was a fireball. She brought the heat, and uh, and was it was much more competitive. Uh, it was a split decision, and it was rightfully a split decision because it was very, very close. And just depending on what you what you like more, you know, with, with what you give more credit to, is how you saw the fight. It, it was great. Then you go to the main event, which the momentum changes in that fight. Oh my goodness. Every time you thought one person had the other person, then they come back to get the other person. And I mean, it was just, just back and forth and back and forth. Had you on the edge of your seat. And then with less than 30 seconds left, he tapped. I still need to see that. I, still I really need to thought, see that. I really thought Glover was going to hold on. I, I was I was really hoping I, I was like okay well he's not gonna win because I, I in my opinion I didn't have him winning the fight with the way the fight was going but I was like man no, it would it be nice to see him holding on at least until the end and to see him oh you you didn't have Glover winning no I didn't Glover was up on all three scorecards but I but, but what I'm saying is before the fight I didn't I didn't have him oh I got you I got you so it was one of those things where I was like man it would it would be nice to just see him hold on and to see that happen and then they showed Dana White's reaction in real time while it was happening I was just like 
they I I would love to see it run back, but I don't think it's gonna happen. If it if it run if they run it back, it's got to be the very next fight. But even with that, you got to give Glover some time to heal up. Like they might be able to do it at the end of this year. But if they're gonna run it back immediately, uh, or if they're gonna run it back, it has to be immediate. So I mean, you, you can't take beatings like that, especially at you know 40 years old. I mean, you 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 are truly in dad mode. You, you can't do that. I like the fact that he said immediately after the fight that he wasn't he wasn't done. And I, I know a lot of people were thinking, you know, he should finish off. And you know, I, UFC, you know. MMA is a it's, it's a brutal sport, but to see him do what he's done, I, it's, it's, it was inspirational for me. So I would definitely love to see him fight again, maybe get another chance. So that that would be great either way. Yeah, that that's a great segue into the voices marquee matchup for that card. Which man, that oh my goodness, that fight as long as it lasted was so good. I mean, uh, uh, the improvements that Jean Wei Li has made. She said, hey, I've been training with Cejudo, uh, you know, so you're going to see more wrestling out of me. It's like, yeah, you've been training with him for a little while, but it it, it takes people generally a, a minute to pick up wrestling. She was doing uh, different holds. I was like, oh, she, she got an ankle pick. What, uh, what is going on? You know, it's like a fireman's carry. It wasn't a fireman's carry, but it was a, a wrestling hold she had when she had a, her uh had her ankle and a hand and, and was taking it down. I was like, look at uh, look at, at Sean. Like they were going back and forth and back and forth and then that highlight reel knockout. Oh my goodness. Dude. Because in real time, it was kind of hard to see. You just saw Joanna falling with her arm yeah. out. <laughs> but when they ran it back in slow-mo, um, you, you got to see what happened. She got hit with the shot and it was a delayed reaction, you know. You, it's, you saw her, it was like, oh, it's like, okay, well, let me try to punch. And then her body just stuck. Like, nope, you're out. Bam, face plant. Uh, she did retire, and I understandably so. She said, you know, she's 35, 36 years old. She wants to start a family. Unless you're going to get a surrogate, you're not going to be able to do that and still fight. Uh, and then also, what are you fighting for now? You've, uh, you've lost here uh, twice at. Um, well, actually, not three times because she lost to Jean the last time. She lost to Rose twice. So, w- what are you doing? You you can't. You went up to one twenty five and you got beat there. It's just like okay, I'm, I'm just gonna fight fun fights. I got other stuff I can do. So, salute to her. Uh, she gave us many, many wonderful moments and things that we will not forget. I still think about on another great card, uh, uh, UFC's first trip to Australia when they were uh, at uh, ADI Stadium. Then it wasn't Marvel, it was ADI Stadium. And how she just destroyed. Um, Oh, God, I can't think of her name right now. Uh, but she destroyed the lady and sent her back, and she went off to Bellator and got destroyed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it was just just destroyed her leading up to that uh, that uh, Holly Holm uh, extraordinary knockout of Ronda Rousey. So salute to her for all that. Uh, she was, well, she really put the strawweight division on the map. She beat Carla Esparza uh, in Carla's first attempt to defend the title. And she held on to the title and really made that division. Uh, really, it's, it's really the glamour division for the women. Mm. I mean, she, she had an incredible career. It's definitely nothing to hang her head down about. Like you said, you know, the last few fights she had taken those losses. And sometimes you just kind of see the writings on the wall where it's like you know what I, I think i'm just gonna go ahead and chill and she's had an amazing career so she deserved it definitely best wishes to her especially on building the family and everything that she does in the future well when we come back we got even more combat sports news for y'all some great fights you're gonna be excited stick with us the main card the man the myth the legend the voice will t we'll be right back
Yo, what's up? This is Prophet Josiah. Make sure you listen to my album, God Made Me Do It, on all streaming platforms. Right now, you are listening to MTMV Sports. Keep it locked. And welcome back, good people, to the main card. This is the man, the myth, the legend, the voice, and Will T. Uh, We got a couple more amazing fights to talk about before we wrap it up here. Uh, On Saturday, June 18th, Madison Square Garland, Hulu Theater. It's going to be an exciting night of boxing as we actually get to see Arthur Butterbev. I'm sorry, Arthur Butterbev. There you (laughs) go. Joe Smith Jr. Uh, Come back in. They're going to be battling for the WBC and IBF light heavyweight title. Uh, and also for Smith's uh, WBO title. Now, Arthur, who's actually 17 to know all KOs, is actually looking for a knockout to earn possibly the biggest fight of his career with the winner of this fight uh, looking potentially uh, for a bout with WBA champ uh, B-Ball, who, you know, of course, we know B-Ball just came off of basically knocking Canelo off of his perch. Um, and they're looking for a title unification in, in a bout. So, Voice, how are you feeling about this fight? And is Arthur really as good as advertised? He is what Berlanga uh, claimed to be. He he has stopped 100% of the fighters that he's faced. Not one of them has made it to the end. And he's a titleist doing this. And he's been a titleist for a moment, too. And he's still knocking everybody out. So yeah, he he's uh he is that that dude. He, he's the real deal. Um, yeah, he, he he is the real deal. And he when Canelo was talking about going up, you didn't hear him talking about <laughs> fighting with Turbiel. It's like, well, you know, take, I, I think I can I can get B-ball. And even then, I was like, that's. That's a lot to, to, to bite off. You 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 uh you're daring to be great. And we saw what happened with that. But yeah, he's he is the man. Uh will he uh will he dispatch Long Island's own Joe Smith there in um I mean I we know that that MSG is a bit away from Long Island, but it's still New York, it's still one of the boroughs. And people are going to show up there uh, for that fight, just like they showed up at UFC uh, 205 when when uh, Long Island's own Chris Weidman got his head split open with a knee by Yoel Romero. So they'll show up. They'll be there. Um, Will the crowd be enough to buoy Smith? I don't know. I don't know. You know, he's 28 and 3. Uh, 22 knockouts, so he carries power as well. He is a champion as well. Uh, you know, he's got names like uh, uh, Alvarez, uh, Lydia Alvarez, and uh, and he beat Bivol. But let's let's not forget that he beat Bivol. Right, beat him back in 2019. So it this is no uh, this is no slouch, and th- this is no walkover. Uh, it's not a given that Paterbiev will last through him as he has everyone else. Oh, but if he does, man, you talk about <laughs> a big time fight because now um, Bivol's his um, his profile has been yeah, it, it's <laughs> been raised quite a bit with that victory taking on an undefeated fighter and if he knocks out Joe Smith too, undefeated fighter who stopped everybody man come on and then in the words of fat joe yesterday's price is not today's price that would be a major fight for him but so i guess my question for you is what would be the better fight would would, would smith be the better fight or would arthur be the better fight for b-ball for all the reasons that we have just mentioned it would be uh it, hold on ask that question one more time so with with everything that you just stated, mm-hmm. the thing the, the question I want to know is which would be the better fight for B ball? So so what would Smith or Paterni? Yeah, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Uh, I think you saying Arthur just threw me off. It's like wait a minute, you say Arthur 
or Viterbium. So I, I was thrown off. <laughs> Either way it goes, I'm with you now. For all the reasons that I just said, it would be Viterbium because the fight would be much bigger. I mean, even though uh, Smith has beaten B-Ball, and even though he's champion, I didn't really know too much about him until um, until I started researching. I knew about Baturbiev. I've known about him for years. Um, but I didn't know anything about Smith. And he beat B-Ball, which is big. I, I right. knew about B-Ball. I knew about uh, Kovalev. I didn't know about Smith. So, I mean, even, even his name alone, Joe Smith, I mean, you, you, can't, you can't get more... Uh, <laughs> More nondescript than uh, than Joseph Junior. Uh, so yeah, and I don't think That's, he even has a, a nickname. That makes it even worse. No. But I think that tells you though how how great the sport of boxing is. As far as that, like it literally only takes one punch. We look at what what B ball has done, and you can't automatically say okay because you know Smith is beating B ball that he could automatically beat Canelo. And, but you want to feel that way because of the way boxing is, but it, it'll surprise you. Someone will come in and in the third round catch you with a right hook, and <laughs> their stock goes up automatically. So I think it's going to be a great fight either way. I'm, I'm excited to see exactly what's going to happen with that and what it's going to mean literally for that unification bout that's going to happen. Agreed. Oh, wow. So <laughs> just thinking about that, moving on to another great fight, uh, also on Saturday night. UFC Fight Night takes place live from the Moody Center uh, in Austin. So, sixth-ranked uh, Calvin Kadar takes on eighth-ranked Josh Emmett in a top ten men's featherweight matchup. Now, what's special here is that Emmett has actually promised fireworks in his bout. Um, he's currently tied for the longest streak of consecutive knockdowns landed in UFC history, but the way he's preparing for this bout is weird. So. He's actually using a former opponent, uh, Shane Burgos, due to his frame and similar style as, as uh, Katar, and he believes that this is actually going to help him uh, to win the fight. So, voice, what are your thoughts on this? And is this is this something that we should get used to as far as seeing former opponents kind of kind of do this as far as getting the upper hand in the future? Well, this is nothing new as far as MMA is concerned. Oftentimes, because of the Bushido spirit and the camaraderie that is built by plying your trade by by um, by exercising your your martial skills against someone else, it bonds people. You've seen people who absolutely hated each other, and then after the fight, they were like the best of friends. I.e., you know, uh, I know we were talking off air before the fight about uh, ProBox TV uh, which I signed up for recently two of the main uh, principles of that at least the faces of it are Roy Jones Jr. and Antonio Tarver and we know they had a very heated rivalry back in the day but you know they're sitting down they're talking all the time they're just bantering back and forth it's, it's crazy so that's the kind of thing that happens in uh, fight sports. You may not necessarily see it in, in others, but in fight sports, that's not uncommon for someone uh, to lose a fight and then start training with the person that they lost to in order to perfect their skills. Or, hey, you know, like in this case, Shane Burgos, you know, your your style of fighting and your uh, your makeup is a lot like Cater's. I think that you know it'd be good for us to run some things together. Now I'll say this. If he's right, if Emmett is right, and Cater is, or I should say Burgos is a great uh stand-in or uh, understudy for Cater, man, we gotta fight on I mean we were gonna have a fight on our hands anyway because Calvin Cater has never been stopped. He's always in exciting fights. He's only had a handful of losses, and those were two some of the best of the best uh, that are out there. But also, he is known for his war, his absolute war with uh, Max Holloway. And even though he lost the whole fight, he gained a lot 
of um, his stock rose much in that loss. Took a year off, came back, and and just blew someone else out the water. It was like he like nothing ever happened. It was like okay, yeah, that that was an anomaly. Max is the man, but uh, you know that that didn't take any shine away from Calvin Cater. That fight was a war. Josh Emmett and Shane Burgos had fight of the night when they had their fight and it was a fight of the year that was a war so yeah the whole fireworks and, and all that yeah you, you you we should definitely see that in this matchup just because of the way that these people fight and their ability to uh or I should say that their stamina and their ability to take a punch like i said uh Kata has never been stopped via punches ever so I, I don't know if he's even ever been stopped but i know he's uh, he's all of his losses like i said they've come to the top of the top you got uh hanato moicano you got to beat magaman sherabal who uh uh that's uh just salute to to beast he just um he just retired to pursue a medical career so salute to him on that but you know you the zabit moicano and holloway are the only people they just lost to and again yeah, so, never been stopped go ahead so i was able to check able to check cater has only lost once uh that wasn't by decision so he's 20 he's actually 23 and 5 um he's lost once by submission Every the other four were by decision. Uh, he lost once by submission to James Jones, uh, and that was when he was uh, three and one. So that's back in two thousand two thousand eight. So since yeah, that, two thousand eight, that, that's it. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. Since he's been in the UFC, since he's been against the best of the best, you know, coming up the ranks and and you know fighting different people on the regional scene and and things of that nature. And that James Jones fight actually that was a that was a pretty big fight. That was on Elite XC. Uh, back in 2008 so that that wasn't a, a, a small time show but he was four fights into his career too that's not uncommon uh, but mm-hmm. since then he has not been stopped uh, by anyone and again never been stopped by strikes even the stoppage that he had uh, with James Jones that was a, a rear naked choke so uh, and he's a much much different fighter now than he was then well, I mean, it sounds like UFC on uh, ESPN 37 is going to be amazing overall because not only do we have that fight, but we got the Voices Marquee matchup. Yes. Uh, on the undercard, former training partners are actually going to be clashing uh, as Buckley is going to be facing Dorev, um in, in a major faceoff. Now, Buckley, who's at, who's kind of downplayed the history, has already stated that Dorev will see the major difference between training and fighting. Meanwhile, Jarev has stated that despite being more of a grappler, he's actually intends to stand more toe-to-toe with his former partner, despite the fact that Buckley believes the opposite. So, voice, give us your marquee matchup. Tell us the reason why why it is what it is, and, and give us a full breakdown of what we're expecting to see here. What we should expect to see in this fight is fireworks we should expect to see fireworks and we should expect to see them from Joaquin Buffy uh, Durayev is a ground fighter like his stand up is it, it's nearly non-existent so for him to say that that was some some auto war uh, you know mind just high you think that I uh, um, that that I was overweight. I wasn't overweight. That was a mind trick. I, I tricked. I tricked you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you think I lost the fight? I didn't lose. Now I'm, I'm setting you up for the, the the rematch to win. Ah, ah. Salute to um, <laughs> salute to Cam Bosis, who recently had a birthday. But anyway, um, yeah. Uh, that we got oh, news yeah. on that too. Also. Okay, well, uh, I don't want to interrupt you. But all right, yeah, but, but we, we, yeah, let, let's talk about that uh, when we finish out uh, with this, because yeah, the, the card itself, since we we taking a, a slight detour, this card, the main card, is bananas. The whole card is really uh, stacked, especially for a fight night card. Uh, but on the main card, you got 
uh, the, the Cuban Missile Crisis, Julian Marquez. You got Isma Gulov uh, versus uh, Kutalaze. That's going to be bananas. Tim Means and, and, and Kevin Big Mouth Holland. I was thinking about him when he was speaking about people who went to start training with folks that they lost to. Kevin Holland did that. And then you got the, the OGs, Donald Cerrone and and um, and Joe Lozan. All of those fights uh, should be really, really good. But I picked this one as a voice marking matchup because I, I told you the, the criteria. It's got to be uh, either a fight that has title implications. This does not. This really says who moves on and who's getting ready to move out as far as the UFC is concerned. They're both Dana White Contender Series alum and, uh, you know, they've had some success, Buckley more so than Durayev, uh, but it's going to be important for both of them to win in order to to know where they stand. Um, as far as Buckley is concerned, and especially for him, he, he's like seven fights in. And I know he's looking uh, for more. When I spoke with him earlier this year uh, at the LFA fight, you know, he was like, look, you know, that people keep saying, you know, hey, you, you know, you got these exciting knockouts and all that stuff. I'm not seeing the exciting money. So, you know, he he definitely wants to get in there and, and do what he needs to do to take him out. If Duraev does decide to stand, we know that's not where you want to be. That's what Buckley is known for. Buckley is known for knocking people out. Even when you think that they're not going to get knocked out, he, you know, he, he starts knocking people out. So that's not where he wants to be. And his and Buckley can wrestle too. That's how he was able to secure the victory against uh, Abdul Razak Al Hassan in the last fight was that he took it to the ground and he kept it down there and did enough to um, to secure the victory with his ground and pound and things of that nature which is more than well he may employ that with Duraev but again Duraev excels on the ground so keeping it standing is where uh, where he wants to have like I said I just think that that Duraev is uh, trying to play some mind games by saying uh, oh yeah yeah you know we're, uh, we're, uh, my, my nickname is Machete and I'm gonna cut you up on the feet okay okay yeah, I'm I'm not really too sure about that. Even when he spoke about it, he didn't really seem too confident that he could stand toe-to-toe. So, I mean, it's it, overall, it's going to be an amazing card. But to, to see those two clash again with each other, uh, not in the training manner, I think that's just going to be a, a different beast. And I'm excited to see what happens there. So, all right, so run- go ahead, uh, uh, go ahead with your <laughs> with your tidbit that you you found out about that I ain't know nothing about. Before we wrap up, mm-hmm. uh, George Cambosis has activated his rematch clause today with Devin Haney. Um, he actually told News Corp Australia, "Yes, the rematch is happening 100. I've activated the rematch clause. We haven't finalized the venue." He said that there's options for Melbourne, Sydney, or Brisbane. Um, but the fact that it's going to be in Australia is going to be great. He says that he knows that he can win the rematch and he'll make changes. But what stood out to me was that while he was talking, he took shots at the Australian boxer, the soul, I, I believe it's the soul snatcher, uh, Tim T- Tim Zoo. Yes. Tim Zoo. So <laughs> when they talked about the pay per view vibes in Australia, he talked about the fact that Tim can barely get crowds to his fights in Australia, adding he can barely get 10,000 to his fights. It's small time stuff. Voice, before we wrap up, what is Cambosis doing? Why is he biting off more than he can chew? Not only with Haney, but now, come on, 154 pound contender. He, I don't really think he wants that problem. Uh, he, he not, again. He's the he's the master, at least in his mind. He's the master of uh, manipulation and using the art of war. Who else would you call out but somebody who you'll never fight ever? Yeah. You know, so yeah. Let 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 me call him out. Let me talk about how how bad you know he, he is because there's nothing that's going to be done. It's a war words, and it's really actually a smart move because not only will they not ever fight. 
and keeps his name in the public light. We're talking about him. And Tim Zhu is, yeah, Tim Zhu is that man. And, and that's really what it is. He's, he's trying to say, yeah, everybody has anointed you as the man in Australia, but everybody came out to see my fight. They don't come out to see your fight. And I know for Tim, that's got to cut a bit because uh, Tim Zhu came in with already a world-class uh, name and everything behind him. His father, Kostuzu, was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. I still can see Zab Judah doing the the, uh, the chicken dance after getting knocked down by Zoo. I, I remember seeing that fight. I remember seeing him fight uh, uh, Ricky Haddon and quitting on his stool. And to my knowledge, I should say, at least with me watching the fight, I thought that he was winning. But, you know, uh, Ricky put that, that pressure on him and, and caused him to stop. So, you you already come in with this vaunted name, yet Cambosis is not selling out, but, you know, doing tens of thousands of people at Marvel Stadium. Yeah, they, they've got to definitely look for another venue because they're not going to show up. <laughs> <laughs> for this fight like they did the fight before you know you, they, they've seen what you have to offer and it's not much at all I just don't think I want, want beef with anybody named the soul taker I, I think I would just sit this one out considering you just took a loss in your in your home but maybe that's just me it's the art of war it's the art of war you talk about people that you can't fight and and uh you stay relevant you tell people that you lost on purpose uh so that you can beat them yeah you, you tell people yeah no i you think i came in a pound over you think i did aha uh -huh, aha uh -huh. that was to trick you yeah trick it's, it's like trick, <laughs> trick them real bad too <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have literally come to the end of the episode. That's the perfect way to end another amazing episode with the man, the myth, the legend, the voice. Uh, sir, you literally outdid yourself on this one. Um, just make sure that you continue to watch us. Um, I'm a little flustered because I'm still I'm mentally laughing about what you just said. Uh, make sure that you uh, check us out uh, MTMV Sports Wednesday nights 9pm uh, for the fight night update just to hold you over until you get another episode of the main card uh, for me it's Will T I'm honored sitting here with the voice of the year nominee I mean the man's name is the voice let's, let's give it to him voice take us out sir until next time fight the good fight Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to My Team, My Voice with MTMV Sports.